This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global in Diria, Saudi Arabia. Pleasure to be joined by Andy Ruiz Sr. Firstly, I want to ask you, how's the kingdom of Saudi Arabia been to you and your son? Everything been good? You know what, they've been real nice. Uh, they treat us like, uh, like a king. Uh, and and uh, anything we need, they, they, we've been getting right here in Saudi Arabia with a, with a king. So it's magnificent the way they treat us. Well, that's only right because you and Andy are kings. Um, they've just faced off him and Anthony Joshua. You were right next to the action. Did you hear what they were saying to each other? Uh, no. They, they, well, they were saying that, hey, this to wait for Saturday. Saturday is going to get you. It's going to be the same thing like uh, you first. So that's what I think that's what Andy was saying. We're coming, we're preparing, and uh, we're going to do history again right here. How much of a mental advantage do you think your son has? Because Anthony dropped him, gave him his best shot, and then your son got back up and dropped Anthony four times and won the fight. How much of an advantage is that mentally going into Saturday night? You know what? He's more confident because now he see that Anthony Joshua dropped Pendy one time. He came up, he was not hurt, and then after that, Anthony Joshua threw the right hand to his chin. He didn't do nothing, so he's real comfort now that, that he can he can handle his punches. Now Anthony Joshua lose a lot of muscle. He's not gonna have the same strength. And then the and then this, we were, they said it was a lucky punch. It was not a lucky punch because you know what he not ended down. He come with the balls that he have, and he came back and he did knock down Anthony Joshua. Yeah, what did you make of that comment from Anthony Joshua a few weeks ago? That was a punch from the gods. Oh, it's not a punch from the gods. It's a punch that we was working in that punch. We went back working uh, as soon as Sandy got Manny Robles. We've been working with a punch right there. That punch is uh, is, is incredible. Andy got so much strength when he hit you with that punch, you're gonna be in trouble. A lot of the talk in England uh, in the lead up to this fight has been about Anthony Joshua slimming down, his new physique, uh, a new mentality going in as challenger. But how much of a, a bonus will be for Andy having a full training camp? Because we know for the first fight he was on limited time. So are we expecting a much better Andy Ruiz Jr. in this uh, rematch? You know what, it's going to be more faster, more intelligent. Now that he fight with Anthony Joshua, the first time we, we didn't, we was not prepared. We didn't, we didn't got enough sparring. Tall guys. Now we got tall guys that he spar, so he's more prepared. And, and, and now uh, we was working in the mistakes that he made uh, when Anthony Joshua got Andy. So he, Anthony Joshua got his plan, and we got our plan. So until you get hit, you're gonna see what's gonna happen. I think people have overlooked that, that we didn't actually see the best Andy Ruiz Jr. on June the 1st. Uh, that was not him at his, at his best, actually, was it? No, no. He was not uh, the, uh, the, the, the best of the Andy because he was... We came from a fight for Alexander Dimitrinko and, and he was tired. He was mentally tired with the fight that he came out. But he got, it was a chance to fight for the title, so we got, that's what we got the fight. Just lastly, how important is it for, for Mexico and for America as well, because you're American citizens, for Andy to, to keep the belts and then try and unify with either Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury next year? 
Oh, you know what? Once one day we we don't want to think ahead. Once that we win this fight, then we're gonna have a race, and then we're gonna think what's gonna be next for Andy. How important is it for for Mexico and the, the Mexican people? Oh, it's really important that we win this fight. That way, that way we can come to our country and we're victorious. And uh, it's really important to Mexico and United States that we come with the bells back. Well, Andrew Ruiz Senior, thank you very much for your time on IFL TV in Saudi Arabia. God bless both Andy and Anthony. Hopefully they both come out the, the ring safe on Saturday night. Is there anything you want to add to the people back in Mexico and America? No, just uh, watch the fight. Watch the fight and it's going to be a, a good fight, man. It's going to be a good fight. Anthony Yachu is a great fighter. And he's a great fighter, so it's going to be the, the best in the night is, gonna, is the guy who's going to win. Thank you very much, sir. Joshua Ruiz this weekend. Someone's going to get banged up. Is it fair to say, kind of, the landscape of the heavyweight division and British boxing kind of rides on what happens on Saturday to a certain degree <sighs> for the next 12 months? What, what happens on Saturday? Is that fair to say? <sighs> implications for yourself, implications for Wilder, implications for Fury, implications for everyone. What happens this weekend? <coughs> I hopefully Joshua wins, man. I'm picking him. I'm hoping he's going to win. Will he win? Hang on. One second. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. Sorry. Will he win? I want him to win. I'm hoping he win. I don't know. I don't know because... I don't know, man. There's so much crap being said. Publicly, and so he must be getting so much different advice and information. And he's had two new trainers as well as. Oh, is that going to work? Two new trainers as well as Robert McCracken. Oh, is that going to work? One's going to tell him, Jab and move. The other one's telling him, Keep your hands up. The other one's going to tell him, I don't understand. I don't understand what he's doing. It's good to have things to your game. A second trainer, fine, but two new trainers. You know, Rob's done a great job getting him to where he is. Olympic, first world title within, you know, unified this and the other. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I s what about his condition, his new slimline physique? Joshua's always been in great condition. Have you ever, never seen him in great condition? No, I'm not, that's not what I'm asking. I'm saying he seems to have kind of trimmed down. That don't mean nothing. He still gave Ruiz a heck of a punch. He landed some big bombs at his biggest and strongest. You know? I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. It's heavyweight boxing. I don't know who the fuck Buster Douglas would have knocked Mike Tyson out. You know, who the fuck Danny Williams would have Mike Tyson out. Mike, he was a bit past it, but, you know. Who would have thought Danny Williams would have knocked Mark Potter out with one arm when he showed up at this location? I remember that fight. Who would have thought Marmalade would have lost to Leon Spinks? 
you know, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Josh Foreman would destroy Joe Frazier in two or three rounds, or one round, whatever it was. You know, it's heavyweight boxing. Is is there's nothing like heavyweight boxing. You can never, for sure, have a hundred percent better than heavyweight boxing match. You know, it's I don't know, man. I just pray and hope, and um, I don't know. I I honestly don't know because Ruiz, you know, there's two things I give Ruiz. He's fat, and he's got very good hands, and he gets a lot of torque in his movement. When he throws his punches, you notice he really turns through and follow through his hip and, and his punches. You know, he, he, just, I don't know, man. There's three things, actually. I don't know. I just hope Joshua just... I hope his head is in the right space. That's all I can say. I hope his head's in the right space. If his head's not in the right space... He's going to have a problem. And I ho hopefully, you know, Ruiz has been doing what people say he's been doing it, been training properly, been spending money and going here and living the life, and then Joshua will just be able to clean him up. You know, being leaner doesn't necessarily mean fear. You know, because you all of a sudden you're this big, strong guy that's gone to this. You know, you know I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not a nutritionist or a scientist. You know, just by looking at my belly, you can tell I'm not a nutritionist. You know. So, I don't know. But it seems like Fat Man's running the world at the minute. So, I don't know. Maybe I should start eating cheeseburgers and stuff. And stop trying to lose weight. And just be the real Fat Man with the fast hands. Why are you laughing? You're trying to say I got slow hands. Birdie, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> is special. Absolute dynamite. Oh my goodness. This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social, and I'm loved by promoter Eddie Hearn. Eddie, we're only a matter of a few days away now from the biggest rematch of the year, as it's been built by yourself and many others. How are you feeling? Not just the biggest rematch of the year, probably the big, one of the biggest rematches of the century. Um, I'm nervous, I'm excited, I'm proud, actually. Proud that we've taken the, uh, the plunge to stage this event here. Some criticism initially. They had to build a whole new stadium in 10 weeks. They've delivered above and beyond what they promised they'd do. And we're here, we're excited. Everything's on the line, you know, everything's on the line. And uh, like I said, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. As a fan, as a promoter, I can't wait. I speak to Johnny Nelson earlier, and Johnny said that in his eyes, AJ is one of the biggest reasons behind this resurgence yeah. of boxing, the following in the UK, the casual market, etc. With that in mind, if, say, AJ wasn't successful on Saturday night, are there any worries or concerns at all that there may be a dip in the following, maybe not as much money involved in sports, no, etc.? I, mean, I think that obviously everybody should hope that AJ wins who's involved with boxing because it's great news. But you know, when you're fighting at the top end of the sport, anything can happen. And, he will always be in thrilling fights. And people say, oh, if he was to lose, this the end for AJ. No, he would have lost to one man in 24 fights. He would have unified the division twice. He'll box in on Saturday. He'll box in 2020, 2021, 2022. He loves the sport. And he's got a lot of improvements to make. But if he can win, it's great news for British boxing. It's great news for AJ. 
and uh, it'll be great news for everybody on the team. That's what I was going to say. I don't really want to dwell on the idea of him losing because nobody really knows what's going to happen. I don't want to start to give out any types of impressions. But let's just say, once again, Ruiz was successful on Saturday night. What would be a plan moving forwards with AJ into 2020? Just, just probably have six months off and then go and fight back in the UK in the summer. Fight Dillian, fight Char, fight... I mean, anyone. You know, he's, he's proved time and time again he'll fight anyone. Fight Fury. If he lose, I mean, there's loads of big fights out there. But we don't plan on losing, but it can happen, you know? But what I'm saying is, he's improving. So he's got so much more to give the sport. He's probably only about 70 or 80% as good as he can be. But unfortunately, he's always in the deep end so early in his career, and you have to respect him for that. On the flip side, obviously, if AJ was to be successful, I've seen AJ during the week, Ruiz mentioned it a few times, possibly of a third bout. Yeah. What do you think the likelihood is that we may see that if AJ was to be successful? AJ will always give the fans the fights they want to see. If people want to see a third fight, we'll see. But first things first, get the win on Saturday, you know. And this is so refreshing, the first time in such a long time that no one's even thinking really about the next fight. It's just about beating Andy Ruiz. One thing I do want to ask, if Xavier was a third fight, we've had America, Saudi Arabia, anything else up your sleeve that you think a third fight would be big enough to hold no, that fight? We've got the bird's nest in China. You know, loads of other boxes to tick right now. You know, these are our partners out here in Saudi Arabia. We'll be looking to put on big fights with them next year as well. Um, but again, honestly, like right now, it's just about getting the win. Obviously, a stable workout as well. We saw a much leaner version of Anthony Joshua. What have you made of that? Yeah, he's sort of bringing it back to where he was. I think when you start looking at his weight when he boxed um, Klitschko, Charles Martin, Molina, Brazil, it was always around sort of the high 16 stones. I, I haven't weighed him. I've got it wrong before, but I expect him to be around that similar kind of weight that he was then. I think he looks great. I think he's punching harder and sharper than he was when he was carrying more weight. Um, and we've seen, even with the likes of Wilder, you know, you don't have to be 18 stone to hit hard, you know. And uh, I think you'll get a surprise in the speed and the power that Anthony's possessing on Saturday. I've seen a lot of people over social media suggesting in the boxing world that AJ's best chance is maybe stick behind his jab, make it a boring fight, make him into Parker, or fight like Klitschko, etc. What are your thoughts with regards to how AJ needs to go back? Hurt Ruiz. I think you've got to hurt him. I think you've got to bust him up and you've got to make him pay and you've got to hurt him and you've got to take his heart away. You know, Ruiz is going to come in strong, three rounds, like a, like a pit bull. But you've got to stop him in his tracks. You can't just jab and move and hold. and He ain't going to go down like that. You've got to stun him. You've got to hurt him. He knows he can hurt him. You see Andy Ruiz's face when he went down in that third round. It looked like he'd been hit by a, like a bazooka. So he knows he can hurt him. Just stay patient this time chip away, break him down, take away his heart, take away his legs and, uh, you know, systematically break him down. But he has the power and the speed right now to do that early or he might have to break him down and do it late. AJ's always had a, a, a tremendous amount of pressure on him no matter when he's been fighting from the moment he turned over up until now. Is there more or less pressure on him without those world titles? Good question. Same, I don't know. Like, sometimes he's expected to win and this time it's like... It's 50-50, right? So when he went into the Ruiz fight, everyone just said, like, he's going to win it easy. There wasn't a lot of pressure on him. Now there is pressure, because, but pressure he puts on himself for the performance because he wants to deliver that and he wants to make sure that he gets the win. I just want to move through the rest of the car because I know there's like a massive queue forming behind me. Hunter Pavetkin, one which kind of slid under the radar yeah. by many, but a brilliant fight. What are your thoughts on it? I think that everything's going to slip under the radar on a, on a fight like this, but you know, Pavetkin Hunter is a brilliant fight. You know, it's an eliminator for the World Heavyweight Championship. Two great fighters. I think Hunter's a little bit of a like the sleeper himself. You know, I think he really fancies that he's going to uh, 
knock out uh, Povetkin on Saturday and, and uh, be interesting to see the fight. I spoke to Hassim Rockman in the week and he said that in his opinion if Michael was successful on Saturday night you need to deliver a world title fight on a silver platter. How far off world titles do you feel Mike? there. You know, maybe one more fight but you know you can't deny the run that he's been on. You know, Bacoli, Ustinov, Kuzman and Povetkin if he beats him. And that's the kind of resume worthy of a world title shot. Just whilst I've touched world titles, obviously whoever wins on Saturday night, say if it was AJ because you always promote her, what is the deals with uh, IBF and WO mandatories etc, will one title be vacated? Yeah, there's there's two mandatories due, hopefully those guys can sit down and, and decide who goes first but obviously you've got Pulev and you've got Usyk and um, you know, we'll see what the governing bodies agree. Just quickly work for us from Hergovic Molina once again, what your thoughts on that one Ed? Good fight, I mean the toughest fight of uh, Hergovic's career so far, Molina's had a proper camp you know, proper preparation, looks in good shape, but Hergovic is a beast. He can really punch, and I think he'll put on a good display on Saturday. Dillian White's return, finally, after everything that's gone on. He's back with Marius Vak. Why Marius? Um, we had a couple of weeks to go. I thought Marius was a credible name, former world title challenger, big lump, and was probably the best of the available fighters, and I felt like he'd give Dillian a proper fight. Looked in good shape today, big old lump, and I look forward to it. And just before I do let you go, on my way over, I was on the coach with Coogan, and we talked about the Bet the sky bet off the, the sky bet odds for him to face KSI next. But he said if he was to put up the money, he'd be willing to discuss it. Any interest there? KSI versus Coogan Cassius? No, we need a big star to fight KSI, <laughs> not Coogan Cassius. He's over there. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure KSI will fight again, but maybe Jake Paul against Anderson Gibb next so you boys can get some more views. Just get Bazinga. Where's Bazinga ready? I'm not sure he's ready to fight Bazinga. <laughs> Just get him out here, get the views out here. But Eddie, as always, appreciate your time. Yeah. That was Q4 in fact, speaking himself. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out with Tunde Ajoy, the one, the only. The irrepressible, the irreplaceable Tunde Ajoy. Yeah. I'm gonna let you do your own intros from now on. <laughs> it just works better that way. Leave it, to me. Leave it up to me. I'll do the job. Let's give you the mic, and you can just go. You can freestyle through the whole interview. <laughs> Obviously, the thing I want to ask you about first is Anthony Yard. I heard you told me just off camera his sister just had a baby, so congratulations. He's an uncle. I just told you. <laughs> Get your checkbook out, mate. <laughs> but he's like me or you. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're all happy. You know, I, I guess Anthony would have love to tell you the news first and he was supposed to be here um, but literally on the way to the gym he said ah uh, Dan's had the baby and I was like listen family first you know uh, but we're all happy for him and a great moment for us as a team as a family and uh, fantastic for Anthony and it's now after the Kovalev fight the rumors were it was circulating with Frank and others that it, Anthony was probably going to come back before the end of the year obviously that's looking like it's not happening now when is he going to be back February February, 100%, February, February, March, more likely to be February. Um, you know, it was really my call after sitting down with Anthony that I think he should have, we've had a good year, we've had a good run. Uh, great experience for him, me, the whole team. And uh, just relax, take a holiday. He's taken a couple of holidays actually. And um, I'm happy for him, I'm happy for him. Young man, dude, living his dream. But he's going to have to diet now over Christmas, which he wouldn't have had to do if he come back in December. And he doesn't diet. And literally, the only time Andy dies is like close to the fight. He's an athlete, a professional. And, um, you know, he's, he's always in the gym. I said, 
Adney turned professional 2015, and I was training him probably 18 months before that. And he's never taken more than one week at the gym. Uh, so this was a, a, a good rest for him. Even me, you know, since 2016, I've never taken a fight or anyone on the pads but Anthony. So it's kind of weird for me, padding Bilal and Deris and all the other fighters. And I guess even I needed a rest. So, um, but now that's over, now he's back in the gym. I'm happy, he's ready to go and he's, I'm tired. Before I was training, prior to, but now he's back. I can, there's no way I can train myself before training Anthony. So I've got to train him first and then train myself. So, so the Tunde comeback's off? It's off, it's off for now because the Shake Shack, the five guys come back is on. <laughs> How's the light heavyweight landscape changed now and who are kind of the fresh targets, the fresh meat, if you like, for 2020? Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> we ain't looking, no, I'm only looking, we're only looking at the top. We've always been like that. We've always, and to be honest with you, we never even called anyone, any fighters' names because that's just not what it's about for us. We're just about working hard and trying to be the best we can be. But, you know, in terms of the light heavyweight division, the biggest name right now, currently, is Canelo Alvarez. Regardless of uh, Arthur Baterviev and uh, Bivol, I think he's the other champion. And I think, yeah, so, yeah. So, it's, so you've got Bivol and Baterviev and, and Canelo. The biggest name is Canelo. So it would be, you know, our name's been put in the hat now. And uh, what a dream that would be. Two guys who started their career from the scratch already created history in I can't you I mean you have to correct me on this Danny I can't remember anyone going to Russia and fighting an elite champion in his backyard and we've done that even though people say this and say that we've done something that no one's ever done so we've got that experience under our belt something no no one could take away from us and uh we're going to use that in in a to our advantage moving forward I wanted to ask you about that because you talked a lot before about thinking you can do something and then knowing you can do it, having your, your belief in yourself confirmed. What have you noticed in Anthony's mindset since that fight? What's it done for him? It's incredible. I listen, I wish you saw him in the gym on Saturday. And like I always say, you know, we, are, we have something in our camp where we only get better. As time goes on, uh, nobody envisioned taking our first L. That's just not in our mindset. But I've always known as a trainer and a manager, a friend or mentor or uncle to Anthony that what I teach, he's only going to get better. So now he has the experience under his belt to take into future contests. And um, he's smiling, stealing my money as usual. Yesterday he nicked £100 of me, put it all over social media. So he's back to normal. And uh, for me... That's always happy. I'm always happy to see Anthony with a smile on his face because that's who I know. That's the young man that I, I trained from the age of 19 years old, 20 years old, and um, nothing's changed. In, in fact, I believe it's got better. Given you guys have been together from the start, you've obviously got a very intimate relationship. What's it going to be like? This sexual. Not on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure you're doing well sexually in your own right, to quote one of our rivals. But. Um, You've always got a very close relationship, maybe that's better. When he eventually bows out of the game, and that's going to be a long time in the future, how hard are you going to find it to be able to have that sort of relationship with another fighter and to guide someone else? Well, it's what I always say. I treat everybody the same. Obviously, 
there can only be a number one. There can never, you can't have number one twice. And for me, on this particular journey, Anthony's it. I will not think about what happens when he bows out right now, because we're just not there. But I guess, you know, to answer your question, who knows how it will feel? I don't know. It's, no, it's, never, it's not something I've ever experienced. How did Emmanuel Stewart feel after Tommy Yearns finished his career? You know? Stewart wasn't dedicated to that one fight the whole time. Like you said, you've taken no one else on the pads in three years. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Um, I always say, and, and the way I've created this whole Stamina for Soul brand is that it's one trainer, one fighter. So it's not that, you know, Anthony moves on to something else then I go and start training Bilal Ali and or Alex Bishop or Malik who's about to make his promo or even Flashy you know who, who's, who's under the banner now um, I don't know what I do know is that I'll be there to pass on my experience and knowledge to the other fighters in the camp and just before we let you go give you an opportunity for a plug how's the podcast with Spencer Fearon going <laughs> We're just gonna get a bit of shadow boxing. Yeah, yeah, just, that says it all. Just, You're communicating in the form of mime. 100%. Nah, it, it, it's wonderful, and you know, for me, what's more wonderful is that Spencer said to me on the phone the other day, "Tun, I'm having more fun now than I've ever had in boxing." He's taking a lot less shots now, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because I'm well, verbal shots yeah. maybe, but no. I'm, I'm taking the shots, and and, and I think that's what compliments the both of us. You know, I got a big mouth. At times, no, nah, not really. I got Ever. And, and and you know, myself and Spencer, we grew up together. We, you know, he was in boxing before me. He actually brought me into the sport of boxing when I worked his corner for his last professional fight. So we have a a, a close relationship, than not an intimate one. <laughs> um, and yeah, the fight is right. Tune in, subscribe, like, comment. Stamina for Sale on YouTube and uh, we've had some fantastic guests on already you know it's only been running for one month and um, Chris Shubanks, Virgil Hunter, uh, Ben Davison, uh, uh, Antonio Tarver, uh, Jay Prince from the music industry, John Barnes, Andy Cole these are legends um, and we just started so look at the names uh, Shannon Briggs great names Tony Bellew the list goes on and on, you know. Um, so these guys must obviously see something in us because we've had so many um, well-known names in the sport of boxing and football already in one month. Given Bellew's determination to stay out of the limelight, how did you persuade him to take part? <laughs> um, Bellew. <laughs> no, no, Bellew's not. That's my guy. And we were, it's so funny that we were talking about, um, you know, I trained Junior McDonald. Uh, when I wasn't even serious about training and I got him all the way to the ABA final when I just came into the sport and we spoke about that and uh, he remembers it like it was yesterday. So Tony Bellew is a character, great for British boxing, a man that wears his heart on his sleeve and uh, it was great talking to him, you know, really, because like I say, I think us in boxing, we see each other so regularly but we never actually communicate with each other the way we should and that was great for me personally.
This is Andy Proff, Boxing Social, and I'm love jumped by from World Cruiserweight Champion Johnny Nelson. Johnny, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Uh, Saudi Arabia, first time it is, and I'm uh, I'm trying to do the geography. So uh, it's it's a nice place, man. It's all right. It's an outlet. Late arrival to the party. How come you've come out on the Wednesday just before fighting not a bit earlier on in the week? Uh, the guys get down to business, and I <laughs> let, let anybody do a bit of sightseeing first and come down and just get here to work. But uh, it's nice to see uh, see everybody here actually. And, and you know what? The facilities they've provided, second to none, this place was built 50 days ago. And like, it's mad. Well, you know what, they've, 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 not, they've not skimped, should I say. Obviously, you've mentioned we're out in Saudi Arabia ahead of one of the biggest rematches of the year, one which has had many people discussing it for a variety of reasons. Ruiz, Joshua too. Johnny, now we're here, what are your thoughts on it? You know, as the week's gone closer, and you know I've always said anti Joshua 1000% no matter what and I'll, and I'll stick to that and as the week's gotten close I'm hearing one or two things I'm changing this pass round because that guy last time yeah, that he zoomed in copied the pass <laughs> um, uh, the um, uh, things have been said this week that makes me question uh, uh, why why I think anti Joshua Josh would win 1000% I still do believe it I still do believe it but I don't know if he's playing possum. I don't know if that's his naivety. I don't know if that's just his makeup. But he's asking people like the likes of Coogan or, or people like that that are less qualified, what do they think? Uh, and I'm thinking, why would you give a shit what they think? Why would you even care what I think? Uh, so that, that to me, I don't like. But the other thing is this. Anthony Joshua has all the tools and everything within him to, to, to beat Andrew Ruiz. It's about tactics. You can see physically how he's reshaped himself, he's streamlined himself. So you're gonna, you can see he's going to look on hand for eye coordination, speed, uh, stamina, boxing ability. That's what he's going to work on. Ruiz didn't, can't change anything because of the build, his size, and everything. AJ will have figured out that Ruiz has got longer arms than him. So why still, he's not going to dip down and start fighting a man in his own kind of fighting because as you pull out, you're going to get clipped. So therefore, he's got to box and box smart, he's got to bully him. Use his reach, use that jab, step down, wham, big hard shot, bring him on, bang again. Big hard shot, big hard shot, bring him on. Then box him. And each time Ruiz comes in to try to attack, bam, 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 off again. That can be done. And uh, Anthony Joshua has all the athletic abilities to do that. Um, now he's immersed himself in the game, whereas usually a lot of fighters, after they fought, they disappear for three months on holiday or something. He's straight back in the gym, obviously after a couple of weeks or so off, but he's back in the gym to, to live, uh, eat and breathe boxing. That's what you got to do. And, 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 and it may be too little too late, but if it isn't, it's a lesson learned. Um, and so it's something he's got to do, he's got to live in the boxing club. And doing that way, that's how you improve massively. Some people have social media and in and around the boxing world, you know, some people have suggested AJ's best chance to kind of stick behind his jab and make it a boring fight, make it similar to the Parker fight or fight like Klitschko used to. Is that his best way of winning, in your opinion? It's his best way, because remember, he's getting in there with a guy that's got more experience than him. He's been boxing since the age of six. Uh, he slid under the radar in regards to, to his success as the professional, losing once to Josie Parker. And so in, in doing that again, you know, he's got more experience than Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua started at 18. Ruiz started at six, you understand that, he's got the experience, so he's got to use his attributes. And you've got to give credit to Anthony Joshua for what he's achieved in such a short space of time, but he's still learning, that's why he keeps saying, I'm still not the finished article. Guys fight as, as amateurs for 10 years before they turn pro, and, and that's when they start learning. He's done it in all, condense it all in that space of time. So he's got to use his physical attributes and do what he's got to do. He is the reason why I personally think today there's so much money in boxing. He's the reason why we have that crossover appeal. He's the reason why ESPN and XYZ are getting involved thinking, oh my God, you know, this guy had 90,000 people at Wendy Stadium. 
he's the reason why. So he's done something. He's got something right in that short space of time. And people to need to look at the bigger picture. I uh, uh, love what he's done. You know, and, and Dylan White got it right. When he lost, you know, you had uh, Wilder and, and uh, Fury mocking, having a dig uh, through the loss. And Dylan White said, this is stupid. Why would, he look? Why would he mock that? Because that's the big doll fight. That's the big money fight. That's the fight. He's the guy you want to keep in the mix. And, and that's, that's the common sense fight. Um, uh, for Anthony Joshua, this is, this is, there's more to lose for him than there is for, for Andy Ruiz. Uh, and, and Anthony Joshua needs to get it right. He needs to box on point. I do believe the fight could end up being something like McCall and, and Bruno uh, when, he was, when he was just hanging on for, for dear life towards the end because he was head on points, he'd done everything right. Anthony Joshua is still learning, but still achieving at the same time and still growing, still, still, still becoming a better fighter each time through. If he was going to lose, that was the best time for him to lose. Because if your hunger desire has dropped a little bit, and you can fix it, you can come back and fix it. He couldn't have gone in there with the same attitude with, with Fury or Wilder. Now he knows when he gets in with those boys, he's got to be on point, he's got to have that fear factor there. You mentioned in your answer there that you see AJ as one of the main reasons behind this resurgence of the following in boxing and the money that's involved in boxing. Is there a worry, not maybe, not just necessarily with yourself, but with others at Sky, if AJ isn't successful on Saturday night, we'll kind of maybe see a decline in the following in the sport, etc. Not at all, because it's, 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 it's giving other fighters a chance to catapult themselves into that, into that limelight, uh, for good or bad reasons. Uh, fury. Uh, look how he's changed hating to love. Uh, Wilder, look how he's changed. You know, he's got the. You either love him or love him. Someone needs to play the the pantomime villain. Wilder has established himself as, a, as far as I'm concerned, as a, the biggest puncher heavyweight's ever had in history. As far as I'm concerned, um, uh, 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 Tyson Fury has, has, has said, "Look, I'm out there, and I'm the linear champion. I'm the man that you have to be because really, on paper, now man, say on paper, in reality, I'm the best out of a lot of you." Anthony Joshua's learned his lesson before those two have. Uh, and that's how you're going to look at it. It's how you deal with it, how you get out from it. We saw an open workout yesterday. I know obviously you wasn't there, but we saw it when we was there. A lot, a lot of a leaner and a slimmer version of AJ. What do you think it is that he's taken that approach and how do you expect it to possibly play into his hands on Saturday? Stamina, movement, hand, foot, eye coordination. That's what he's going to work on. He knows when you're big and bulky, you've got the power. But sometimes that lactic actually build up, he's going to burn you out internally so he's got to use his smarts about how he takes his fight he's, he's adapted I suppose it's like a, a hundred meter sprinter trying to do a marathon ain't gonna happen it's like a marathon trying to do a sprint so you've got to you've got to tweak yourself to what the job is in hand he understands that he shouldn't spend 50% of his time in a weights gym 50% of time in a boxing gym he needs to spend 90% of his time in a boxing gym and 10% of his time in a weights gym makes you the better fighter Throughout AJ's career, he's always had a huge amount of pressure on him to deliver good results, the wins, basically. Pressure's pressure off. Is that your opinion now, that without the titles, there is no, there's no pressure on him at all on Ruiz? Or? Pressure's off. He's, his reasons for fighting now are very different than they were before the Ruiz, first Ruiz fight. Uh, he was going through emotions. He, he walked in, you could say he had the look of a truculent schoolboy, as if to say, I'm not bothered. Yeah. You know, now when he gets in, attitudes have changed, hunger's changed, desire's changed. Fear factors back on again. He knows how the good and how good people can be and how bad people can be. So now his desire is a lot better, a lot stronger, a lot more intense uh, than it was. And that's why that's the, that's the attitude he needs to have moving forward. Um, um, and so 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 for, for him, for Anthony Joshua, he's, he's he's opened the doors for other fights coming through. 
Uh, and again, the other week we had KSI and Logan flying. Again, it's another lesson our, our sport can learn by using social media to build up the fan base, to build up the interest, to build up the attention that we need on our sport. So a lesson learned by everybody in some way form. Before I do let you show off, I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of the undercard fights. Hunter Pavetkin, one which I've said to people that we kind of slipped under the radar, but how good a fight is that? That's a really good fight. It's a really good fight. Pavetkin established, he's, he's, he's been there, he's, we've seen him in, in with Kalichko, we've seen him in there with, with AJ. Hunter, he's a hustler, he's managing to pickpocket fighters through, he's a cruiserweight pickpocket fighters through. This will be a great indicator. Uh, these guys, it's a great match as well because, it, uh, because they're around the same height. Uh, so no one's got the advantage of, hit, uh, of, of, of reach, of, 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 of weight of power. I think it's a good, good fight. I think this could be fight of the night. And finally, Dillian White makes his return against Marius Wack. What are your thoughts on that one and Marius as an opponent for Dillian? I'm a big fan of Dillian. Dillian said he's had three weeks preparation well, notice for this fight. Dillian's going in there with a chip on his shoulder, an angry man. So for Dillian, uh, again, he's just going through the motions. He said Anthony Joshua should just jump on Ruiz and get him out there. I like his attitude. The funny thing what Dillian said, which, which is funny, when he was talking about his brother Dean uh, um, um, uh, restraining the, the guy trying to open the plane in the air, he said, my brother's more diplomatic than I am. Really? Have you seen Dean? So, so it made me laugh. It made, I found it funny. But good. It's, um, I, like, I like the chip on his shoulder. I like the, the, the possibility that he and AJ could cross paths again. I like all of that. How would you have reacted if he was in Dean White's situation on that plane? I didn't know exactly what Dylan said and knocked him out. I'd have knocked the guy out. I would have just done that. Were you, and they didn't even cuff the guy up. They sat him down to cool down and knocked him out. You know, yeah, and, and the thing is, you, it's a win-win. Yeah, but, uh, but Dean, he, he's a big unit and he sat there, he said, I wrestle him down, calm down. I'm thinking, nah, knock him out. Yeah, you open no door when we're 15,000 miles in the air. Knock him out, deal with him, we land. Well, John Nelson, I will let you leave it there. I know when, you, when I usually interview, there's always food around. So no, no, I, <laughs> I know, exactly. So I'll let, you go, I'll let you go and get some food. But Johnny, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for speaking to myself on Boxing Social. Nice one. Bless. Radio Raheem with Dean White, brother of Dylan White. And I really don't know what else to characterize your role as, although every time I see Dylan, I see you. You're clearly centrally involved in the camp. So why don't you explain to me what do you do and what's your role? No, do you know what? I show a lot of support to my bro, you know? And um, with the team, like in picking fights, we discuss who the opponents are. I watch them, we talk about them. Um, and this one in particular, there was a few guys and I just thought, I was quite adamant, I was saying, well, I think this guy's probably the best one for us. And then he was like, you know what, I think you're right in this instant. Um, because, you know, in this division, you've got a lot of giants in Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. So he needed to fight someone who is big, tall of structure, who can use his jab. And then it's down to him now to figure out the puzzles and get them out of there. Obviously, Wax a little bit old, but he's still going to bring a dimension. He, he, was, he was a decent fighter some years back, but he's got a good jab because I've studied him um, recently. Even though he came up short in his last few fights, he, he, steam, he still, you know, picked some good shots and hit the target a few times. So it'll be interesting. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, this fight wasn't a fight about um, Dillian being, fighting uh, anyone top. It was just about him getting a run out and uh, shaking off some cobwebs. How's it been uh, 
with your brother mentally, like beyond uh, the matchups and the, the training physically, how's it been with your brother mentally, knowing that uh, the physical part of it, being a fighter, sometimes, sometimes can take care of itself, but the mental part is very difficult when he's facing adversity like he did with this whole uh, drug testing and whether he's cleared or not and whether he'll fight again and whether he's mandatory. How close are you to making sure that Dylan stays focused and positive about his career and moving forward. Yeah, no, we, you know, we talk all the time. We, we talk, we talk nearly every day, a few times a day. It's very rare that we don't talk um, 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 on, on the days. You know, there's, there's times on this journey that um, he's had a dark moment over a period there, but then he got through that. But we, you know, we spoke about that. He got back in the gym and then he's like, you know, I'm going to fight now. Um, and then he started training. So here we are now. He's got a date and he's on um, probably one of the biggest cars in history in, in my generation, certainly. So, you know, he, he, he's there. He's, he's, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's more focused. And he's, he's, a, he's definitely very mentally headstrong. But, you know, I, um, there was a time where he was in a dark place. Um, and, and, and he come through that, obviously, with the support of the team and family and friends and so on, being around him and encouraging him and so on, you know. Um, and, and obviously, we don't live in the same neighbourhood as you look or call it anymore. So um, I, 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 I encouraged him to come to where I am um, to come and train a bit more because maybe instead of he didn't want to go to his local gym. So that got him out of his area. And, you know, like, obviously, people noticed him, but... Um, he came to a boxing gym which was low key and the trainer was good with me and, and he would lock the gym off for deal. So that was um, good for him. He could come in there, maybe event and do stuff. And now he's added him to the team. That's how much <laughs> of a, a, a relationship and, and bond and he liked what he, he was doing. So it was good. So now he's in a happy place. He's, you know, he's big, he's strong and he's just raring to go, you know. He said in, during this time, he thought about multiple occasions just quitting. Being like, ah, I'm done with boxing. This is rubbish. It's not worth it. And I'm assuming during that time you had to have words with him. What did you yeah, say to him? Yeah, that's what I was. I kind of alluded to the same thing that you know there a lot of you know I had to talk to him many times and mentor him and say, listen, you got you you know you've come this far, you've got to kind of push through. And and I, and I say it all the time. I said, listen, what you got to do is kind of try and figure out to yourself and, and, and set a mind space, a, a space in your mind, and say, well, listen, I've done the hardest bit. I'm number one now. What I need to do is continue pushing and maybe take a take a step back in terms of like we're talking about the harder fights all he needs to do is get this fight out of the way we look forward to 2020 all he needs to do then then is now have two more fights and then you're upon 2021 that's when his world title um the wbc stated that it's meant to be due so you there's a positive and a negative you're already here if you want to make it dwell and, and fester and bother you you know, it will only eat you up inside and, and, and cause a, a ripple effect later on because that negative energy will be portrayed out of you some way. So um, I'm happy that he kind of like had a mindset and we all have mindsets where you think of stuff and when the, where you feel like the world is against you um, and then you kind of have that mindset and then you pull through. He's in a great place and I'm happy. Um, he's back to his probably miserable, moany best <laughs> and uh, ready to do some damage, you know. Will you still have time to be in his corner and talk to him in the way that you have been doing and have a close relationship once you're like fully installed in like MI6? <laughs> I never said MI6. Do you know it's mad? A lot of people were saying that to me. You know, it's quite weird. It was like, they was like, yeah, they should hire you as the marshal on the plane. You can stop them. I said, not me. But you know what? I'm not the greatest person on the planes. Obviously, I have a bit of nervousness. And initially, when you go up, you think, 
I'm sure everyone has this. Like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I think we're safe. I heard that it's actually safer than driving. I try to, you know, what I'm talking about the mental space in your brain. You give bare positives, and I try and positive, and then the, the other guy comes and goes, "Hey, we might crash. Though. What happens then? You're dead." You know, like it's it's about the spaces in your brain. I say, "Hey, you shut up, go away." You know what I mean? We're good. We go. We go with God. You know what I mean? Not you, my friend. So it's kind of a weird one. So um, it's just about that space. Um, but for the people who don't know what I'm talking about, obviously course. I'm winding you up a bit. But you had such an incredible incident happen in the air, mind you. You guys are in the air an hour from Riyadh yeah. on the plane. Tell me what happened. Um, well, some lunatics started to fiddle with the door at the back. Um, someone who was sitting next to me come up to me and said, um, oh, I think they need your help down there. And I said, my help? And I said, he said, yeah, I actually, I think I know they need your help kind of down there. And I looked and I saw something going on. So I kind of, kind of jogged up there. And when I got up there, I saw a guy screaming in Arabic and broken English. I need to get off the plane now. You open the door now. And he was fighting the two stewards, pulling on the door and stuff. And I was alarmed. All the bells went off my head. I said, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like, this is not the movies. Where's Wesley Snipes? Where's the rest of the guys? This isn't die hard, you know, like, I wonder what's going on. So I quickly kind of got on it, went up to him, grabbed his arms, I bent him up a little bit and started bashing him about and said, listen, buddy, I'm giving you a benefit of that. I don't want to, just don't touch the door, bruv. Last chance. And um, after a few bashing and a bit of a squeezing, he kind of, kind of subdued himself. And then um, uh, basically I dragged him away and then brought him in the seats. He was still screaming and talking, I need to get off. I must go. They're going to kill me. I was, I was a bit confused, but I wasn't hearing that because by now there's a lot of panic and stuff and I, I'm, I'm thinking should I just either put this guy out so he definitely doesn't come back and do anything or he seems to be calm I wasn't sure so I was watching him I said right, we got this under control are you guys going to watch over this guy now obviously he's sitting down now it's all under control if you need me I'm down there and I stood up for the rest of the whole the whole whole journey until it was 14 minutes it's on the screen and then I sat down I watched him and he seemed to be in his space and then um, that was that but Listen to me, it took a while for me to get over that because it's quite actually a very hor horrific situation to deal with. Irrespective of these people saying the door doesn't open, sometimes they, they, they think, oh, this is a one-off malfunction. We've never seen this before. I did not want that to be that one-off malfunction, <laughs> that door open, and it would have been the end for us. I mean, so I don't know what was occurring. That guy is lucky that we was coming to Saudi because I understand they look after their own because if it was somewhere else, I would have probably gave him a bash and a bosh and uh, put him out because, you know what I mean? That was like, uh, it's, it's my life or your life or the rest of the passengers on the plane's life and, and yours and me just, you know, doing the right thing. But I'm happy it turned out well and um, we landed safely and uh, we've got a little bit of story to tell but then now I've got the daunting journey journey back I hope there isn't anyone else on that plane no, yeah. uh, whatever flight you're taking I'm taking that flight <laughs> how was the reception when you landed Did the other passengers say anything to you no as soon as the incident was done everyone was clapping in the economy there was that thank you very much you've done a great job um, and everyone was just on it and then um, back home oh wow the reception's been amazing it's been in every paper back home virtually the sun the mirror the star the guardian the metro the observer it's gone big back home everyone's sending me um, articles i got i don't even know how much messages i went through yesterday so much people kidding me hero hero the sun paper didn't watch brother rescues and takes down playing guy who was touching it listen it's got mental virally on instagram it was everywhere in the uk it's definitely um a very very big thing and then uh, you know i was just happy to do what i needed to do because i felt like listen it was him 
or us and I'm with the rest of the plane because I'm not with him right. <laughs> so it's just what I had to do so you know it was the right thing and and the right thing possibly if he has any mental issues it probably weren't the right thing for me to smash him because it might not it's not it gonna might, help it might not be or it could have punched the madness out of him and he'd be insane he can't try to say so we, I would have helped him then also so yeah I don't know it's weird uh, you might have to talk to Tyson Fury about hooking you up with the WWE now you've got like a public persona you can wear a cape you're yeah, so, oh, yeah, Tyson man I'm gonna look for you soon man bust me man let me come in I can I can wrestle you know I can box a bit as so, maybe you got your skills, buddy, but I can, I can, I can wrestle. Listen, Radio Raheem with Dean White. Man, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I consider you a friend. Actually, our first interview, but boy, did you earn it in the air on the way here today. So uh, I'm sure all the passengers thank you. I thank you. I'm glad you got here safely and we'll get home the same way. Radio Raheem with Dean White. It just reminds me of just when I became champion and how I'm going to remain champion December 7th. So I'm really excited for Saturday. What's the mentality right now? Just a few days away. You're so close to the arena. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, I think right now the mindset is just like, damn, Andy, like you got to do it. You got to do it again. You can't let your people down or my family. So. You know, there's a little bit of pressure, but I think most of the pressure is on him and try to redeem himself. And, um, you know, I just got to stay focused and stay disciplined and stick to the game plan. Yes, based off, it's been a while since you actually said that. What did you see in his eyes? Um, well, it's hard to see some something in, in his eyes, you know. I think everybody has a plan until they get hit. And on June, I mean, on December 7th, we're going to find out and see, see what we got. What do you think about his size difference? I don't want to talk about how much he's slimmed down. What do you think? Yeah, he's slimmed down a little bit. I don't know if, it, if it's going to be good or bad or he's going to be faster or move around more, but we'll see if it works for his advantage. And we know what we've been working on, and so we'll, we'll see what happens. Tell me, are you ready for this in Spanish? Yes, of course, I'm ready for this fight. Que han entrenado toda mi vida por, por este momento y gracias a Dios que logramos mi sueño y vamos a lograr otro sueño para este sábado. Pues aquí en Saudi Arabia me siento bien contento, bien amable de toda la gente que me anda apoyando, muchos fans y pues me siento bien motivado y ya listo. Andy, en la primera fight you had to come off the floor, you had to come off the canvas for the first time in your career. How much confidence does that give you knowing that you can take a shot like that and come back and win? You know, it gives gives me a lot of confidence as well, you know, of taking the big shots, but we've been working on not to take the big shots, you know, move the head a little bit more, stay a little bit smaller, try to get less predictable to get hit. So I think that's the main thing that we've been working on and I know he's gonna bring it, so it's my job to to do the same thing, you know. So how have you handled the expectations of coming into the fight as a unified heavyweight champion? 
it feels good, you know. Like I said, this is what I've been working for since I was six years old, and we're finally here, you know. I'm finally a heavyweight champion. Not just the heavyweight champion, but the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world, and it's just a blessing, and I give God all the glory. Canelo Alvarez is supposed to be out here in Saudi Arabia cheering you on. What does that mean to you to have a Mexican superstar like Canelo here to celebrate you? It means a lot, you know. If he does come out here to support, I know it's a long way where he's at, but... You know, if he does come, I appreciate it. I went to his last fight, too, to support. But, you know, no grudges if he doesn't come, you know. But all I know is that I, I know what I got to do December 7th. What did you make of Dante Wilder's performance against Luis Ortiz a couple of weeks ago? I think it was a good performance. You know, I think Dante, he's a good friend of mine. He did what he had to do. And, you know, it's my job to do what I got to do and for us to defend our, our titles together. Fight for you next? I don't know. I need to worry about AJ first and... <laughs> Talk about and other. I have the yes. BBC belt now. Have you heard about that? What do you think about fighting for that? It would be basically against Dante Wilder. That would be great, you know. But I think my eyes and um, well, I just need, I can't look past over AJ, you know. So I need to be focused on that before I start looking at other different fights. Un mensaje. Estás aquí, es muy cerca de la arena donde vas a pelear en unos días. ¿Qué tan contento? ¿Cuál es la mentalidad ahorita? Pues estar enfocado, estar bien preparado ya listo y mentalmente um, listo para la pelea yo sé que va a venir bien preparado ya me va a querer hacer diferentes cosas al río de ring pero es mi es mi job para que no lo hace eso and, andamos preparado lo que lo que él piense lo que él quiere ser cuéntame de la camisa de campeón esa es la, la, la camiseta que usaste cuando ganaste esa es la mentalidad de campeón siguiendo claro que sí esa es la playera cuando gané allá en nueva york en junio primero y si Dios quiere me dan otra playera así para tener de recuerdos. Andy, the, it was an explosive fight last time around, almost knockdowns. This time are we expecting a bit more of a, a tactical KG battle given what happened last time? Um, I think it all depends of, of how he turns out, you know, how, how he comes out at first. I don't know if he's going to want to box me around, try to win me by points, but um, but best believe, of course, I'm going to be attacking. I'm the pressure fighter. I'm the attacker. So best believe I'm going to be the one. Try to look for that knockout and try to get that KO. What about his power? You felt his power last time. Are you, are you able to contain it again this time? I'm pretty sure, you know, and especially that he lost a lot of weight. You know, we don't know if he still has that same power. Uh, I'm going to be at the same weight or maybe a little bit heavier. So I just wanted to be strong. I want to be mentally prepared. We did all the hard training inside the, in the gym. So so I'm just looking forward for December 7th. And what about bringing the fight here to this country? You've got a whole <coughs> lot of new fans here. How, how, how's that been? It's amazing, man. I didn't think I had a lot of fans here, but I appreciate all the fans here in Saudi Arabia, and I hope they come and support me and Anthony Joshua as well, you know? This is a hard sport, you know? And I respect Anthony Joshua because we all risk our lives inside of the ring to provide for our loved ones. So. No, I'm just excited. And, and is this one going to points, do you think, or are you, you expecting another knockout? You know what, like everyone tells me, I don't predict a knockout if it comes. It comes, but best believe I'm going to try to win, and, and of course I'm going to try to get that knockout, but if it comes, I hope to God it does come. <laughs> and, if it, and if it doesn't, and if the result went against you, do you think we might see a third fight between you two? Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, I think it's only right, you know, I gave him the rematch, um, it's only right for him to give me the rematch to get revenge as well, you know, so, but hopefully everything goes my way, I become victorious, and and um, I, I leave with those belts back to Mexico. Do you think he looks confident or do you think he looks a bit scared? 
Um, I'm pretty sure he's confident, you know, but you know, everybody, everybody, um, has a plan until they get hit, you know, like that's what I tell everybody, like Mike Tyson would always tell everybody, but we don't know until, until we get in the ring and see where his confidence at, to see the abilities that I kind of change and what he did as well, so I think both of our confidence is the same right now and it's just who's not going to quit and who's going to have that bigger edge to, to want to win. Andy, in the Andy, let's talk about uh, you visited uh, like a children's hospital or something. Or, uh, talk about that. That looks cool. Oh, it was really nice, man. I went, I went to the children's hospital, the ones in need, and we went out there. We went with my team, Team Destroyer. We went out to give out backpacks with goodies, with candies, little toys in there. But it was really nice, man. It was a blessing being out there to support the kids. You uh, got dropped with the left hook, and then you got up. He hit you with a one-two. What is the hardest punch that, that he hit you with? Because I feel like the left hook just kind of surprised you. Um, yeah, I think it was the left hook, you know, the left hook. I think the upper is the one who got me up and the left hook put me down. But I think he got me when I was in a little, on a lazy mode that day, that time, you know. Um, but, you know, it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good shot that put me down, you know, put me <laughs> on the canvas, my first time being dropped. But I got up like a warrior and... And I repeated it, and um, I, I returned the favor. Did it give you confidence? Does it give you confidence that you know you ate those shots, even the right hand after you got dropped, and you still were able to knock him down right after? Of course, you know. And I was actually surprised how I took that shot, you know, because after coming down and getting back up and taking his best shot, his right hand, of course, you know. But what we what we've been working on inside the the gym. It's time for not to get hit, you know. I don't want to get hit with those big shots, so I want to move the head, be a little bit smarter, and you know, just just throw my combinations and let my hands go. What what's have you the made best of thing? This time around, he seems very different this time. He's less smiley, more focused, and what he's been saying. What do you make of all that? You know, I think it's great. You know, but like I tell everybody, everybody has a plan until they get hit. Of course, he he might be confident. He might think it's sort of in a different way, but inside the ring, when we both throw um, land our punches, everything might change, you know, so we don't know how it goes, but I know he's a, he's a confident fighter, he's an experienced fighter, and, you know, best man wins on December 7th. Sometimes the onus is on the winner to make adjustments. He's talked about things that he's done differently. What have you done differently to ensure that you get the same result? Well, just the movements, you know, I don't want to give out too much secrets that we've been working on, but just head movements, throwing our combinations, staying low, because I can't be too tall. When I'm low, it's hard for the tall guy to, to hit the low person, so I think that's what what I kind of slacked off on the first fight, you know, but, you know, I just got to remain disciplined and stay focused and stick to the game plan. Talk about your ability to cut off the What do you make of that? Well, of course, you know, we don't want to lose. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to lose again. He doesn't want to feel embarrassed or whatnot, but for me, I feel like I accomplished my dreams and I still want to accomplish more dreams and that's that's what we're going to do December 7th. Do you feel that you, you haven't been able to display all your abilities because um, you're able to cut off the ring very well? Maybe this fight will be the one where you might have to do it if he gets on a bicycle and tries to box you? Of course, you know, that's exactly what we've been working on. That's why the, we've got good sparring partners as well that have been boxing me around. So we're cutting off the ring, throwing our combinations, working body, head, arms, chest, whatever, you know, because yeah, he's big, you know, he's yeah. pretty big, so whatever I throw is going to land, so I just can't wait for December 7th. What's the, uh, what's the best thing you've eaten here so far? 
Like the, that meal that you like, yeah, that was good. I want to take that home. Uh, I think the rice, the rice is the best right here. You know, the rice, <laughs> it's amazing. Everything's amazing right here. But the best that I love it is, is the rice and the capsa. Or I think that's what it's called. Capsa. Capsa. Andy, in the first one. Yeah. Andy, in the first fight, you hurt him with the left hook. It's a shot that we've seen him hurt by Dillian White with. Vladimir Klitschko hit him with a left hook. Is that something that you thought about before the fight? And do you expect him to be better prepared for the left hook in the second fight? You know what? I know he's going to be looking for the left hook. So we've been working on different shots, different combinations, different angles. So if that left hook lands, and it lands. And we're working on different stuff as well. What's his best shot? Um, I don't know. I think he's just... He's just big, he, he's strong, he's tall. So I think his advantage is that he's gonna wanna do is try to box me around. And that, that's, if I was him, that's what I would wanna do, you know, box me around, have a jab. But that's exactly what we've been working on, so we'll see how that goes. I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm happy that everybody knows the, <laughs> the jersey that I've been wearing, you know, because it means a lot, you know, because that's where I got the first victory on June 1st. And that's why I brought it to, so I could remind myself, you know, I'm the champion. I won June 1st. That's exactly what we're going to do December 7th. Reminding him as well. Reminding him, him. Of, yep, a little bit, but I kind of did it for, for myself. What did he say to you uh, at the, the space off? You guys said something right right at the end. Um, what, do I, what did I say? Well, I said, we're here again. And he's like, yeah, we are. But that's about it, you know. We'll, me and him, we're, we're, respect, we're respectable fighters. We don't talk trash. And I think that's how we talk our, our trash inside of the ring. And after the Joseph Parker fight, it was a close decision. You lost on points. Are you worried about the judges in, against this fight if it does go to points? And will you be aiming for the knockout? A little bit, you know. We are worried a little bit about that. But it's my job, so it doesn't go to the decisions. And it's my job for me to win all the, the rounds, you know. So... Um, you know, if it goes my way, it goes my way, but if it doesn't, like I said, well, it's probably going to be a trilogy for, for this amazing fight. But, of course, I'm going to do anything that's possible to, to get that victory. And after the fight, your family have been very supportive. You gave that great speech to your mom. In terms of that, your circle, how important have they been for you just to keep the ground between this kind of it's really good, you know, because the same people that I won my first fight is the same people that I have right now, and yeah. So um, you know, I think that's that's really important, you know, because that's what remains me humble, it remains me where I come from, and and you know, I'm not gonna switch or I'm not gonna change for nobody. This your victory, yes, sir. Andy, how big of an influence has Manny Robles been in your career? What'd you say? How big of an influence has Manny Robles been in your career? A lot, you know. I think if Manny Robles would have been here since the beginning I think I would have been a champion a long time ago and it's just different it's just an incredible trainer that he is not just him but Estrellita too uh, my second trainer that, that we all work together it's just amazing how we all we're just like a family you know we all work together um, when I don't want to wake up, best believe he's out there in the door waking me up. Andy, wake up, calling me every day. But hey, it's a blessing to have him. Because a lot of people have said you from parties, there's been a perception that you've been spending a lot of money enjoying the time as a champion. Is that a mind trick that you're just playing with Joshua to make him relax? No, you know, I'm just, I'm just having fun. You know, all this hard work and dedication. Like I said, I've been doing this since I was six years old. I've been through so many roller coasters, so many downfalls and upfalls. So so I think right now I'm just I'm just um, celebrating and enjoying my life, you know, especially with my family. I think there's there's nothing wrong with that.
What do you think about Anthony Joshua bringing in another coach for this fight? Why he doesn't have the same coach? He's been bringing, he's brought in Angel Fernandez, another coach, to oh. work with Robert Kraken. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know. What that. do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Well, I hope it works. And last question, please. Of all the cards that you got, which, what's the favorite one? The, one that... the favorite one. Um, I don't know. It might be the the Lamborghini, the Lamborghini SUV. It's fast. It's spacious. I could I could put all my kids in there. Not all my kids, because I have a lot of kids. But <laughs> I could put some of my kids in there. So it's it's a lot of fun. Follow message to UK fans, Andy. Huh? Follow message to UK fans. All my UK fans, everybody that supports me, and everybody that doesn't, please tune in on the Zone. It's gonna be an amazing fight, and we're gonna remain victorious. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.